We and each of us covenant and promise that we will not reveal any of the secrets of this, the first token of the Alana priesthood, with its accompanying name, sign, or penalty. Should we do so, we agree that our throats be cut from ear to ear and our tongues torn out by their roots. Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? Well, hello there. Hi. How's it going? Uh, how is it going? I'm going to therapy still. So well, I think it's going better. I do have a lot of down days, but it's okay. How about you? I'm I'm solid. I'm uh, tired, but it's winter and I've been watching kids. So it makes sense that I would be. So yes. yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling fine. Yeah. How are feeling the children? Groovy. Uh, they're good. They were a little extra today. Uh, Sophie kicked me in the head so many times. <gasps> Russian. She... <laughs> no, it's it's Aubrey does that. She uses her feet as a weapon, and um. <laughs> oh, so it's Al- the Alvy side. It might be the Alvy side. Uh, <laughs> then uh, Alex was just. Uh, he's you know he had a blister and I was trying to pop it I made him cry because he was just like no and I'm like it's gonna make I'm like I don't want to watch you hobbling around you look like a fool and he was just like no my mom will get mad at me and I'm like no she won't we're gonna put a band-aid on it and it'll be over (laughs) he had these big old tears and then he was crying over homework and I was trying to help him with it and he just was being such a stubborn little shit and I'm like am I related to you is this what's (laughs) happening is this Am I reaping the consequences of my actions right now? Well, it's like I didn't even reap. I didn't even give these children. I didn't even. I chose not to, but here I am. <laughs> here I. Here I am. <laughs> and I really haven't drank this year so far. I mean, it's only been what twelve days. But like, <laughs> hey, I'm proud of you. Um. Well, I just like don't because I do lift, so I like never know when I'm going to go out. So I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be drunk, and. uh Every morning I wake up and I feel like I drink a bottle of tequila. Mm, it's <laughs> so that's... probably your body detoxifying or is that the detoxifying of the children? No, I think it's Crohn's disease, the, f- oh. the upset, the, 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 fun, the funness of Crohn's disease. And I think I remember when I first started drinking a lot being like, I always feel like shit anyways, I might as well be drinking. Mm-hmm. I remember having that conversation with myself <laughs> because like I wake up and I'm like, I literally feel like I drank tequila with like dressed shots of tequila a whole mm. bottle mm. in the in like like salty you know tequila lime in my wow. like just sitting in my stomach and i and i get like the heaves and i'm like Ugh! and i haven't had tequila since christmas eve and today was kind of like that, um smoking weed for extended periods of time can give you a specific yeah you told me that and i don't care i yeah i know i've had this before okay. i okay. started smoking weed I know, I know, but I'm just saying. Just we- you're weed not is my yourself. problem. I get it. I get it. You know, I'm not going to stop problem. doing it. I'm no, not. I just, I just love how people come at me with that. They always, they're like, "Well, did you think about stopping smoking weed?" It's like, do you think I like being a stoner? I don't. <laughs> do you think I like not remembering things? Do you think I like all this stuff? I don't. It helps me, so that's why I do it. I had these problems before I started smoking weed. Weed helps. So. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I don't Thank you know. For reminding I, me for the third time that this I is just didn't know if I told you already. Okay. You you have told me, and guess what? I've had stomach issues for a, way longer than I've been smoking. Okay. Weed. Well, so I'm sorry that I have memory problems due to <laughs> weed. So, 
no i just it's frustrating when it's frustrating when it's like you're doing your best yes and it's like yeah okay cool i'm i have I'm the just, internet i'm aware i'm well and it's like i'm not just sitting here being a burnout just to be burnout like i'm yeah. doing my best for my my health mental yes. and physical and this helps me like I ran out of weed last week and, or my guy was just out of town and I didn't eat for days. <laughs> like, oh, you know, so let's talk good. about it, you know, like what's worse. And you asked me, do you ever eat when we were hanging out for those days? Yeah. Well, I felt like I was eating pretty good. <laughs> that was me eating good. So. And I was just like, I am so fucking hungry. And I don't know if this is just me having uh anxiety about food because i don't know where it's going to come from next or Mm -hmm. and i was just like do do you eat because i feel like i'm asking you if we're gonna eat a lot and you're like no i'm good and i'm like okay well i mean i'm i'm always happy to stop but like i'm when you're like are you hungry i'm like no i mean don't ask how i am just be like stop i'm hungry because i'm always i'll always probably be like no (laughs) because i always feel like i need to throw up a bottle of uh, fucking tequila that's how i always feel so if anyone knows how that feels, that's how I always feel. Sober I'm so or drunk. sorry. <laughs> and I didn't tell you that just to be like, maybe you should stop smoking weed. I was just like, did you know that this is linked? Because I didn't know that. Well, I mean, this has been, again, way, this way goes way further than yeah. my weed smoking. Yeah. And the benefits of smoking weed outweigh the problems. So. Absolutely. I tell you that I was like planning on staying off weed because i went to california and like the whole week i was just such in such a good mood and i was like i feel like i'm thriving is it because it's there's oxygen california. in the air <laughs> is it the humidity do i feel refreshed am i like a little living plant right now and i'm just like so happy to be near oxygen and water and um then i come home and i immediately like new year's day i'm just like what's up weed miss the dopamine so i was thinking i was going to be like weed sober for a while but then i was like (laughs) the intense let me start over then i was like the way i can just enjoy normal life like the rest of you fools is nice i think i'll just stay here it's fine i was gonna take a break um when my i was like i don't need because like i honestly don't need it like in theory, <laughs> but I hadn't eaten all day long and I'd been going all day long. So, you know, I weigh 300 pounds and I'm five, nine, I should need to f- some food, <laughs> you know? And it was like 1230 at night. And I think I watched the kids. I had didn't, you know, done whatever. And I made myself like, I was like, you have to eat. Cause I had like the shakes mm-hmm. and, um, but in my head, I was like, You're, I'm not hungry. But I was like, go make yourself just a peanut butter sandwich with a glass of milk. You love both those things. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It took me an hour to eat that sandwich and drink that milk. An hour. <laughs> and I was trying so hard. And I was like, okay, call the weed man tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I went to his house, I was like, God, I can finally eat. He's like, Bob, I told you I would leave you extra and I was like, no, it's fine. It's good to remind myself that I'm doing this for a fucking reason. I'm not just a burnout, you know? Exactly. But like, yeah, like in high school, I wouldn't eat for days, you know? I know. In college, I wouldn't eat for days. I was in culinary school and I wouldn't eat for days. That's insane. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Bobby. <laughs> it's fine. Weed is it's- worth it. Hashtag right now. 
Well, sometimes it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's way frustrating. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, I ate today. I sat down and ate with the kids today because I got high with Ace in the bathroom. (laughs) Ace was like, what's up? My mom and dad are home. Well, no, I, because I got at the house, no one was home except for Ace, and he would, like, walk directly into the bathroom. He's like, let's do this, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, whatever. (laughs) Poor old man dog that probably just needs a little bit of pain relief. No, that really is what it is. He, I felt so bad for him today, and I was like, to Lily, I was like, he's so extra today, and she's like, he's been, we, they, we moved down his lasers just once a month, but she's like, I think we're going to go back just twice a month. She's like, because he's just... There's too many damn stairs in that house. Lasers? They do, like, uh, lasers in his, like, lakes. Jewish space lasers. (laughs) What year is it? Um, They do, no, they do, like, laser. I don't know. I call him laser puppy after he gets it done because he acts like a puppy. Um, But, yeah, he's just in a lot of pain. Poor guy. But he's, like... He's healthy. Otherwise, his legs just hurt. Yeah. It sucks getting old, I heard. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I mean, I do feel it, but I know if this is 30s, I don't know about the rest of it. <laughs> I think it kind of just gradually goes. Like, it hits you hard at 30 because you're, like, young. And then you're like, what the fuck? Why does my lower <laughs> back hurt so bad? <laughs> and then you just, you know. I don't know how I have such a good uh, rating on Lyft, by the way. You're you're a friendly, nice person. And you get well, people to their destination. <laughs> I dropped someone off by your house right before I came home. And um, he's like, I've never got here so fast. <laughs> I was like, well, sir, I didn't want to spend 30 minutes in the car with you. I didn't tell him that. But that's what I, was <laughs> I saw it was 30 minutes. I was like, well, I'm going 20 over the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> whatever well should we do this thing yeah we should well good evening or whatever it is we don't know um brothers and sisters and non-binary listeners welcome to is this the place podcast my name is bobby with me is my co-host kendra hello kendra it's me hi it's me hi i'm probably sweet uh the tonight's topic i'm saying tonight because it's nighttime and it's been a long day (laughs) it's okay (laughs) You're just going to bear with me in my dark circles. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking to the audience. I know, but I'm telling you, it's okay. They don't give a fuck. Um, we're doing uh, an episode about women's issues mm-hmm. because, you know, it's kind of like something we need to talk about. I actually saw a TikTok today about <laughs> two gay boys talking about how they would react if they got their periods, if they had periods. They're like, hysterectomy immediately. And they're like, and if tampons weren't falling from the sky readily available, I would lose my shit. And I'm like, thank you, boys. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, women's issues. And I'm not talking about, there's so many categories. So how do we go? How do we go about this? How far back are we going to go? I mean, I don't know. I think we're both women, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know a lot of women. <laughs> uh, I was actually thinking about uh, one of my trans women friends. Yeah. And I want her on this pod. I think I asked her before we went anonymous. And she was like, 
fuck no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I don't need hate mail, thanks. Um, but I was thinking like the best way I think what the direction we should go as a podcast is instead of being like annoyed with the people who do things like a certain way, like the Joe Rogans and the louder with Crowders out there and stuff, we should just do our own thing where we're like, Oh, well we don't like your conversation. So we're going to change it and let you, we're going to change the narrative because I think it would be really informative to have a trans woman on here because I have the conversation, the conversations I have with like my I'm not going to say, like, my conservative friends that are like, you know, is being trans, like, a mental illness? When does it start? I'm like, I, yeah, I do think it's a mental illness to be born in the wrong body, obviously. That's why they want to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I'm like, I don't have the answers to these questions. I don't know when you realize that you don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm I not think, trans. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, but, the, the, the experience, which is also none of your business, right? It's like let people just well i mean but at this this point it's everyone's business right because we're all talking about it so let's get the right story out but it's all varied and personal and like Mm -hmm. that's what's the interesting part about it it's like just ask a trans person maybe i don't know well yeah that's what i'm saying but like a a bunch of a bunch of hetero people sitting around talking about it isn't the solution but what i'm getting off track here but i'm saying what i was thinking about her because women's issues span from women born women like born female to yes. trans women yes and I also, i'm glad that you I are saying kinda... that because in the notes i was like bold letters it's like trans women are women so this is including like we're gonna go into that for sure cool yeah because i i was thinking because i was thinking about that because i think when she and i were talking about it i was like the biggest struggle i had uh the only way i can identify with a trans woman in any way is just how we were kind of shamed for our curvaceous bodies in a morality culture. Hmm. But all that really took to be quote unquote healed was to kind of like spend six weeks out of the, out of the country with like red lipstick on. Right. Hmm. And I mean, I'm not even healed when I say that I'm healed, but like I can, my body is my, you know, it is what, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, that's a transformation isn't as epic or whatever. So I would really love to have her on here and just kind of get that point of view because I'd have no idea. Like every woman's experience matters. Yeah. Every man's experience matters too, but every woman's experience matters and women have not really had a voice obviously because, you know, men have been making choices and make right in histories and stuff for ever. Yeah. Let's get into that timeline then. Let's do it. I first wanted to go through the history of women's mental health. So it's, you know, uh, the first things first is like in ancient Greece and Egypt, people believed that if women's wombs weren't continuously satisfied with sex or impregnation, the uterus would wander to other parts of the body. (coughs) Thereby causing a host of mental health problems. Eventually, Is that this what's led going to... on with me? <laughs> oh, the theory led to the use of hysteria, which is a catch-all de- diagnosis for women's psychological and physical health issues. So, is that where the word hysterectomy comes from? Hy- hysteria, hysterectomy. Yeah, well, it's like uterus, hysta, 
Yes, it pertains to the uterus. So your uterus is just like wreaking havoc all over in your brain and in your feet and whatever. Like, they're like, well, this wild uterus. Um, okay, so and then it wasn't until roughly the 16th century that men began to understand the female reproductive system from a medical standpoint. <sighs> so they like kind of legitimized the uh, centuries of women and um midwives and stuff they were like mm-hmm. um, maybe we should maybe we should give credit i don't know they were just like let's figure this out and women were like here's the information and they're like well we'll see um then then the 20th century um late 20th century that people began to realize and validate women's mental health issues as women began to challenge societal societal norms i hate fucking reading sorry the centuries old gender roles women's mental health awareness and mental health awareness in general became a global talking point instead of writing off symptoms of anxiety depression and other mental illnesses physicians began to diagnose and treat those conditions um men began to realize that women's mental health was not tied to their reproductive organs um, illnesses were directly linked to hormones and re- re- the system as a whole, the reproductive system. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice. Um, after all of those, the like sciences and everything, hysteria, the quote unquote hysteria theory um, was put to rest in 1980 killing it <laughs> so two, like two years after the blacks were allowed to hold the priesthood y'all Jesus. <laughs> they're like well let's not vilify women anymore um so this american psychological association changed the diagnosis to conversion disorder um the field of psychology now recognizes a variety of women's hormonal and mental health conditions that were historically known as hysteria and then they also gave recognition to postpartum depression postpartum depression i mean postpartum depression was like uh tom cruise was speaking out about taking meds for it in like the early aughts like this is still like an issue where people are like it's not a thing like it's like are you serious shut Mm -hmm. the fuck up if a woman says it's a thing it's a thing right just like shut up yeah (laughs) if she says she wants to drown the baby Let's just take her word for it, huh? Yeah. And if (laughs) if she just needs a moment to herself to shower and maybe to not be like a milking machine, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Have some autonomy. Um, also various eating disorders, which may or may not have fallen under the hysteria hysteria diagnosis before. So it's yeah, it's it's just like recent. It's really, really recent that women are not labeled as crazy or hysterical oh it's still happening though let's get real where i mean just like medically professionally like well i mean there's there's never been there's never been a female president and it's because people are like i don't want her finger like which what if she gets her period i don't want her finger on the button that's been i've heard that in my voting history like i've been a voter your own ass ears well first i've been a voter for 16 years and i have heard that in the last 16 years i don't want what if she has her period she has the codes it's like what (laughs) like are you serious like i genuinely think all of this 
shit around periods and also uh, birth and postpartum and partum uh, has to do with a men getting the attention completely taken away from them and <laughs> b them not completely being the control taken away from them. Like they can't help you. They can't make it better. They can't, they're completely out of control. And I think it scares them and like it or not, uh, the toxic masculinity, which mm-hmm. is part of this, this whole thing is part of like tax toxic masculinity is part of this and men are victims in this just as much as women are. Uh, right. They, because toxic masculinity helps nobody. It helps nobody. Yeah. They are like saying like it, instead of being like, Holy shit, I'm freaked out because you're bleeding and you're having these massive cramps or you're, carrying a child and the baby could die you could die you know what's gonna happen the unknown you know what i mean (laughs) um or i can't stick my dick in you because you're on your period all these things it just instead of just having emotions about it they just choose anger that's like their go-to toxic masculinity yeah i have a friend who has a younger brother and i i swear this person is like gen z for sure and he was talking about how his girlfriend was acting so fucking whack and blah, 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 blah. And that was because of her period. And like, mm-hmm. <laughs> my friend would be like, okay, so um, women do not act out of like that just because of their that, period. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's real. I think I definitely get like hormonal and oh, like, well, absolutely, things make, things make me cry. I mean, I'm not going to like kill a man. But I'm definitely like, Jesus Christ, if that kid doesn't shut up right now, you know what I mean? Or I'm like, yes. I have a headache and it's, you know, like there's physical symptoms. Let's not sit here and sugarcoat. No, no, no. There yes, physical, for sure. There are physical symptoms and stuff that would make anybody irritable. Yes. So, so then she says, she says, yeah, I told my brother that my periods make the emotions feel more intense, but the root cause of whatever emotion I felt is still valid. I told him he should pay attention to that, what his girlfriend gets mad about, especially on her period, because she's likely bugged about it all month and doesn't have the patience to deal with it when her period is about to start. Yeah, like she's just like, look, bitch, I ain't got time. I'm at the end of my rope right now. And I'm going to tell you how I feel. Mm-hmm. And all these like macho men are like, I can't handle that. Oh, because... why are you acting so hysterical? Huh. <coughs> this never because bothered women... you before. Because women, our role is to walk around on eggshells and freaking <laughs> mm-hmm. suck everyone's dick all day long. Mm-hmm. With no pay. With no are. pay. Okay. With no pay. <laughs> and like, uh, like, but it's so, okay. But this is another thing too, like autonomy, women's autonomy. It just, it doesn't exist. Like I was having a, <laughs> my brother's going to kill me for telling this, but whatever you listen to the podcast, neener, 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 you're going to have to tell me that you heard this and you heard it because you listen to the podcast, Jacob. When we get a camera, so- <laughs> when we get a camera involved with this podcast, the faces uh-huh. that I make to everybody that you're like, well, we're going to do it anyway. Then I'm always like, nee, nee, nee. <laughs> I cannot imagine when this goes on YouTube and people be like, wow, Kendra's such a bitch behind the screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were uh, we were talking about, um, I was like, are you guys having any more kids? And he's like, no, I, uh, I got a vasectomy. And I was like, oh, good job. And he's like, well, Lily, <laughs> he's like, Lily freaking, uh, she like ambushed me. And I was like, how? And he's like, because I told her to get like uh what is it? The I always call my UTI, but what is it called? 
IUD. IUD, which are, that's six weeks of pain. And I was like, and she was like, no, let me tell you something. I have carried two of your children. (laughs) You know, she's like, get the vasectomy. Get the vasectomy. It's it's in and out procedure. And I'm like, good. Good. And he's like, he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, I know you don't like people talking about your junk. And he's like, I don't. So let's drop it. And I did. And then like a couple (laughs) days later, I was like, but we just openly talk about Lily's whole body all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Stop talking about long balls. talk about my dick. <laughs> it's like, well, and it's also like, dude, you don't want her to get that unless you're, you know, stationed somewhere for six yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah. She probably would schedule it that way, that little shit. But um, I was like, good. And he's just like, oh, I'm so glad you're happy. And I'm like, I am. Like, unload the gun, you stupid idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. But I'm like, yeah, you don't talk about your body, dude. But let's all mm-hmm. talk about women's bodies ad mm-hmm. nauseum oh, you're in saying, Congress. Are you, are you saying your body, your choice? Is that what you're saying? Are you, are you saying this is an uncomfortable topic? Mm, are you saying? <laughs> For I anybody listening, I have personally witnessed a vasectomy. And it is fucking fascinating. And all it is is like. Your your strings look like noodles. You chop off the noodles and like cauterize it a bit. And then you get mm-hmm. to watch sports for three days. Like, or, you know, Lord of the Rings, whatever you want. But like, who's fucking mad about it? Like, I bet he played video games and drank. Yeah. I bet it was the best three days of his life. Yeah. He and just I sit bet there. I bet our tax dollars paid for it. <laughs> Meanwhile, bless America. a woman <laughs> has to wait six weeks for the wound in her womb from the placenta ripping off after the baby's born to heal. So six weeks, three days. Well, no, and the pressure from the IUD, like. Oh, yeah. And my, you, yeah. You, you, Mine you, punctured you think, my uterus. Yeah. And I, I had to like, get it twice. Ugh. And I feel like all of my friends who get them, they're like, my boyfriend's trying to have, he's like, Let, I'll be gentle. It's like, no. bitch, there is a spring inside my fucking, <laughs> like, shut up. People are just so wild. It's just so wild the things we put up with. Like, oh, yes, please discuss my body. Congress, come over. All the white men, all the old white men in America, please come examine my uterus. It's like the same reason why I was kind of upset because, like, we had eons of information from women passed down to women about how to give birth and what the anatomy is like and blah, blah, blah. And it took until whatever the fuck to be like a man to step in and be like, let's just verify all this here. Because nobody's well, going to yeah. believe you. There was there were successful um, C-sections in Africa for like centuries. And then a white guy from Europe was like, well, I'm going to go down and look. And he didn't like listen to them good enough. And he went up and like did a bunch of botched C-sections uh. <laughs> until they finally got it right. And they're like, no, we like the, the African women uh, midwives were doing them successfully. No one died. There was very low loss of blood. It was very clean. And wow. this doctor was like, oh, you can cut open women? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. They're just baby makers anyways. It don't matter. Eh, you, can, you can always get a younger model next time. Sorry she died. <laughs> kill me. Just kill me. So should we go? Should we move on? <laughs> I sure. <laughs> to another infuriating topic. The women's. United States got to classify women's history with money. Uh, I'm about to get 
so mad. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, every, episode every time, two, guys. <laughs> no, every time I'm about to like strangle my grandma, like literally strangle her, I think about this and I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Okay, yeah. Perspective, perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay, in 1769, women lose autonomy in marriage. Nice. 69. Mm hmm. Before the United States was even a country, the colonies adopted in an English law that said women become one with their husbands once they are married. Only the husband was considered a citizen with legal rights and the woman became his property. It also meant that any property or inheritance that a woman had automatically became her husband's. It's called her like dowry, right? Yep. Yeah. In 1777, women's voting rights are abolished. Since the federal government wasn't fully in charge in the United States at this time, most laws were passed by individual states. Depending on where you lived, you would have different rights than somebody in a neighboring state. By this time, all states abolished the voting rights of women. What did that have to do with money? Well, the ability to vote is directly connected to the overall rights of the group of people. If you can't vote, you have no say in what does and doesn't happen to you. If you're not considered enough of a citizen to at least be able to vote, you are less likely to receive any other rights like ownership over your property, ability to work, protections against discrimination, and more. And if, think about it, if your wife is your quote-unquote property and she's trying to like, even her having a vote is like a threat to you because you're Mm -hmm. like, well, why? I'm going to take care of her. I'm going to do blah, 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 because it's like a tradition at this point, you know? And it's just like, I know it's hard to break generational curses, but it's like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm loving the content you're making already. You're just like ferociously fired up. Fire, I told you there's going to be, I, was, I told you there's going to be anger in this season. I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> we are letting it out. We're letting our tits hang out and our anger. Okay, in 1790, the Patent Act technically allows women to hold patents. The new patent law made it easier for inventors to apply for a patent in the United States. Before, it was incredibly difficult to receive a patent for an invention or process. This law made it more accessible and severely reduced government oversight. But very few women actually applied for the patents because many states did not yet allow women to own property. If they were married, and then it wasn't until 1809 that the first woman in America held a patent. Um, she was a black woman from Connecticut, Mary uh-huh. Kies, Mary Kies, I think. And she patented her method of weaving straw with silk or threads to make women's hats. Uh-huh. Um, in 1839, so that's like 40 years later. Um, married women can maintain ownership over their property. Um, so in the 1839, what a blessing. I know. <laughs> so this was like various individual states were doing this up until then, but individual United States started passing laws. And this is like laws passing, like how the weed laws have been passing like yes. slowly, but surely yes. like everyone wasn't like, huzzah. It was yes. like, well, like people had to go like talk to Tell you talk about into it, it. Yeah, present a case 
And so, someone's granddaughter had to be like, look, this has been really working for me. I tried <laughs> to kill myself until I started doing this. Yes. So they're like, well, I guess we'll care about it. <laughs> uh, so it's known as the Married Women's Pre- Property Acts. These laws helped fix some of the problems women were facing due to the law enacted in 1769 that made them their husband's property, and therefore all of their property became their husband's. Specifically, the law allowed married women to own property, keep their own income, and engage in business. And then in 1862, so another 22 years, 23 years, California passed a law... um, Allowing women to bank under their own name. Those goddamn Californians. And honestly, I bet it had a lot to do with brothels and the uh, 49ers. Honestly, you're right. I bet that's I bet that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Also, California is just like, uh, why it was are we the doing Wild West? Some yeah. bullshit. So let's just do what we want. Oh, maybe it had something to do with Asian culture too. Like, do they respect their women diff- better? <laughs> In the Asian, maybe because like the Asians. Well, this uh, is like you know, eighteen sixty-two. Well, this is when like the gold rush was happening rush. and the yes, ra- yes the railroad was being built. Yes. Excuse me. Okay, so, so like, I, I genuinely, I but I genuinely believe this is just totally me speculating that the reason why women were allowed to bank was because of the brothels and the madams had you know, to have been. Yeah, have has anybody else seen uh Texas, the best little whorehouse in Texas? You should watch it. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Or you should watch Once Upon a Time in the West and Ooh. her husband gets murdered like right away and so she has to take care of the farm. Okay. So she I think that also has something to do with it. like people were getting murdered right and left, so it's like, yes. well, I got to take care of Sweetwater and yeah. you know, I'm the hot bitch. Someone's <laughs> got to take care of it, but I'm just here, my whole family's dead. Yeah, I I just came in from London. <laughs> great, this says great okay. <laughs> California passed a law that established state savings and loan industry that guaranteed a woman was entitled to maintain control of any money she deposited in her own name. State recognized the financial independence of women and approved a loan to a woman in the same year. The United States Homestead Act was also passed in 1862, which made it easier for single, widowed, or divorced women to own land in their names. But again, this was seriously, they were like, please go settle. Yes. The, the Western. Yes. Right? Like, the, like, please, anyone, anyone can have anything. Um, <laughs> when sure. was the uh, trek happening to Utah? Like 18 something. Around 18. the same time, huh? Yeah, it's all like this is all happening like literally like and you think far and away that Tom Cruise Nicole Kidman movie, like in the early eighties, this is all the same shit. Like yeah. all this is happening at the same time. Oregon Trail, it's all happening at the same time. Okay, so eighteen forty six Trek would be from Nauvoo, Illinois to Missouri River. And eighteen forty seven would continue the Great Salt Lake. So eighteen forty six and forty seven. That means they're still, um, they're still kind of property. I don't know, eighteen thirty nine. Yeah, this, they're still. Yeah, but I'm saying like it's all like, I'm just saying like it's all kind of happening at the same time. Like in the old yeah. west, ten years is for us like, it's like five. it's like a, a five year. five weeks five yeah. weeks yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like we're time getting letters so fucking slowly, and that's why they we're lived getting... so like short is because goddamn, like 
Yeah. They were cold a lot. They didn't eat and a lot. Like, we were getting uh, letters across the country on like covered wagons. So like yes, horses, and ponies, and Wells Fargo. <laughs> oh, back back when it was reputable. Now it's a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> now look where we are. It's dead to me. Wells Fargo, you dead to me. <laughs> Don't get me started on Wells Fargo. I go. There's a lot of history there. My ex stepmother used to work there. Even there's a lot to say. You know a lot about the Wells Fargo. Or just because she worked there. Well, no, I know about the Wells Fargo being the original, like, tra- they transported yeah. the mail, yeah. But or also, funds. and then it turned into the bank, yeah, and funds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now, that's when, yeah, my... that's when uh, what is that called? Highway robberies? Really yeah. took off. But they were, like, known for having the best, like, gunmen on their, on their shit. Like, they got their shit yeah. delivered. Like, security? Yeah, like they took no prisoners and they did. They got their shit there. So yeah, I'm guessing murder, but also Lordy. if you're getting if you're getting murdered, <laughs> kill or be killed. Anyway, scorched earth. <clears throat> the first female stock broker opens a brokerage in New York in 1870. Her name is Victoria Woodhull. Did you see the Gilded Age is about to come back on? Oh, hell yeah, girl. I've been thinking about that show a lot. And I'm like, mm, I miss that. I want to see I it. I forgot about it, but I saw, I watched the HBO uh, What's Coming Back This Year uh, teaser. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this random ass. <laughs> like every piece of we got into. Like every other show. I was like, yes. Yes. I forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad Anyways. you told me about that show. It's really good. It's also so bad. I hate every. I, I hate would myself. never. I would never gotten into it myself, but I like it. I because like, of how much I hate I had for it, I was like, yeah. "It's so stupid." I watch it every week. <laughs> I wait for it to come on so I can watch. <laughs> and you never do that, so. I was like, I do it with the really good ones, like Succession and uh, White Lotus. Shout yeah. out to Jennifer Coolidge for winning. Oh my God! What a great. Uh... <laughs> acceptance speech acceptance speech and the announcement for the supporting actor she did really good at that too i mean what did she say oh she was just playing into her character really well oh and like i love her but you know i was kind of torn because i think niecy nash did really damn well in Dahmer. yeah it probably wasn't seen as much no it was it was the most viewed uh show on netflix but and then wednesday beat it i think oh yeah but but it was like neck and neck with wednesday it was like 142 million hours viewed in like the first week was it a new a newcomer on the scene the the supporting actress who who won in the Dahmer one niecy nash yeah no, that bitch has been around for fucking ever. She was in Reno 911. I sent you a clip. She's the black chick in Reno 911. Oh, well, you yeah. know, as much as women are hated, white women definitely hated less than black women, so. Well, and she's queer, too, so. Yeah, fuck it. We're back. Um, so she <laughs> became. <we're> back. <laughs> Victoria Woodall became, and her sister, Tennessee, became the first female stockbrokers and opened their own brokerage on Wall Street. They made millions of dollars and then lost it all on the crash in 1870 millions 
Oh, fuck yeah. In 1870, they made yeah. millions? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Elon Musk. This is the first woman to ever have money, pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, but also, black? no, she's oh. white. Uh, also, interestingly, though, like, because they're no longer property of their their children, or property of their husbands, their children probably could inherit that money instead of having it go to the husband. Wait, say that again. Because she's able to have her own money, mm-hmm. then that this is this is what starts cr- uh, generation generational wealth for women right here. Oh right, right. So that's pretty that's pretty intense for sure. I think generational wealth can suck my dick no matter what gender it's coming from. You know what I mean? Mm. Fun fact: Victoria was also the first woman to run for president, just months after she opened her brokerage. So. She's she badass. Was just going for it, huh? She looks hot too. Like, yeah, I could see myself doing that. <laughs> Being well, attracted to her. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on. <laughs> you can see yourself opening a brokerage or being attracted to her. Just, I could see myself pursuing. When you say her. doing that, you mean her? <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just had to clarify a lot. You don't. <laughs> You didn't have to. <laughs> you didn't have to. I mean, she's um, cute. You should see her. Yeah. Send me a picture, goddammit. Um, no, I... Uh, the first billionaire... The first female billionaire... Or millionaire was black. I think. In, like, the back in the old old days. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't know. Don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, it's beyond me at this point, but <laughs> this is a non-fact. This is just, this is a podcast based off rumors. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> this is like one and of I'd the like first to... times I'm ever like really trying to be factually accurate and be like this. I'm not going to bullshit my way through this episode. This is important. First female millionaire. Um... Oh, it was, you mean ever? She's probably African. That country was rich before white people went and raped it. Madam C.J. Walker, the first self-made millionaire in the U.S., the next... Yeah, she was black. What year was that? Uh, the daughter of former slaves was born as Selva Sarah Breedlove. Hold on. I don't know. It was back in, like, the Victorian era. era. What See, year I was know she my born? Shit. What was her name? Uh, Madam C.J. Walker. Hold on, I'm on Wikipedia. She oh, was American born, entrepreneur. She was born in 1867. She died in 1919. Okay, so, but this woman um, was in 1870, opened that Wall Street, bro- brokerage on Wall Street. That's weird. So but Maybe over the... their lifetime. I don't know. She is, oh, she's... So maybe she had generational wealth from her because this says that she's the first self-made. So maybe these uh-huh. women had money from their parents or something. What is this? What? Uh, Madam C.J. Walker Netflix show? Is that what I'm seeing? Probably. We're getting a lot more black history and I'm here for it. Fuck yeah. I'm going to watch that. All right. 1873. <laughs> oh, C.J. Walker? No, Victoria Woodhill. But she looks like, yeah, she looks, uh, she looks, she looks nice. (laughs) Coming from an asexual, for sure. (laughs) 
uh, asexual that leans on the hetero side. Yeah, sure, man. She looks I'm, I'm going to post this on my Instagram stories and see if the gays would. Would you or would you not? <laughs> DTF or no? <laughs> Shit. Okay. Also, if anyone out there has a Paramount Plus sign-in, please send it to my DMs. <laughs> I want to finish watching the rest of Flora, Flora Bama Shore, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm really into it, and it's trash TV, and I understand, Wait, but I want it. Flora Bama Shore? Yeah. It's like Is Jersey it like- Shore. <laughs> but it's in it's in uh, uh, Panama City Beach. Are you kidding me? You're Which telling I- me. You're telling me that I'm going to get a Paramount Plus subscription, not for Yellowstone, but for... <laughs> Flora Bama no, Shore. I have Peacock. I'll give you Peacock for Yellowstone if you want to give get a Paramount Plus and give me that. We can do a little switch of Rooney. Oh, well. Let's see if somebody from your uh, from our <laughs> fan base gives it to you first, because then that's free for us. Free for I feel like I feel like so much of our podcast is just gonna be read aloud in a courtroom, and it's not. Gonna be <laughs> And I'm going to be like, Your Honor, Your allow Honor. me to read it how I said it, first of all. Your Honor, all. first of all, this is episode 4-2, so you can just fast forward just to a minute. Play. <laughs> 45, and we can settle this in court. And, and if someone in the jury laughs, I'm calling a mistrial. I'm charging $5 to our Patreon. That's what I'm doing. If you laughed, give me your name. I'm airdropping you a Venmo request. <laughs> Cash up us now. Oh my god. That's funny. Oh my god. I'm sorry, we're totally off topic, but I'm pretty sure speaking of women, uh, there was this woman <laughs> who I thought was a man in my lips today, um, because she had smoked so many cigarettes in her life and done so much methamphetamines. Oh um her name was Kim, like my dad, so that was apt. So like, hey um, Kim, how you doing, man? Hey, Kim. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure she was talking to her friend about scoring meth the whole 10 minutes she was in my <laughs> car. <laughs> I was like, all right, honey, have a good one. I have to roll down all my windows because it smells like an ashtray in here now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. I was uh, driving Spence around yesterday because he was stressed, and so I made him, you know, Go for a fun. ride. Yeah. So, and I was like... Oh my god, look at that girl right there. And then, like, he looks... Men, please. If somebody, especially your woman, tells you to look somewhere, don't just whip your head directly over and say, What, over there? <laughs> don't do that. If some, if your wife's like, go look over there, first you look down with your eyes, and then you look over to that direction, and then you kind of turn your head until you can see them, but don't look. Were we just checking like out someone, them. or were we judging someone? We're judging. God damn it, Kendra. And then I was, well, she was chewing her hair, and, and like, <laughs> looking really rat-like behind the driver's seat, and she was, like, stopping fast and, like, accelerating weird, and I was like, look over there. He looks over, and she, being connected to the ether, knows somebody's looking at her and just, like, whips her head right back. And then we're like, I was like, God damn it, Spence. Anyway, definitely on meth, for sure. Listen, I know we make fun of people on here. <laughs> all you talk about all day is how you don't want to be perceived, and then you're pointing people out and judging them. I was just like... <laughs> It's weird to see how many people are on meth out there. No, there are there are so many people on like a random Tuesday afternoon. I like to say, I love being on meth. 
in the afternoon. <laughs> I see that. Who says that? I do. Every time I see someone on meth, I'm always like, I love being on meth in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, there are so many meth heads in this town, for sure. Yeah. For it's just sure. interesting to see them, okay? No, I'm not. And listen, some of my favorite, most of my favorite people are, have drug things, okay? Have drug things. Um, I was going to tell you something. Oh my God, it was so important. It probably wasn't important at all. But I was like, I've got you. Oh, how you were like, I was going to take him for a ride. Right before we got on the podcast, Zaid called me and he's like, can we go for a ride tomorrow? I need to mellow out and I need you to come pick me up and we need to go for a long ride. Mm. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, I'm busy. I'm like, maybe on Tuesday. <laughs> and he's like, all right, well, I just need to go for a ride with you. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's a small town thing. We were up and off on the city boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm here well, for I mean, it. Hey, uh, most of the marriage therapy I go through is in a car on the road. I'm always like, so this is a tough topic to talk about. Let's just throw this out there while we're looking at the road and driving a large vehicle. <laughs> so if we have to, we can just swerve off the road and end it. I don't know. I mean, tempt me, tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> tempt me, tempt me. I am on my period. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> My uterus is in my head right now. Hi, I'm Shelly's new boyfriend and I'm out of my mind. Do you know in that? Eight, no, I don't know that. <laughs> in, in, in 1873, <laughs> women are banned from practicing law. 1873. Too damn good at it. Yeah. They're like, hey, wait a minute. You're not supposed to be making changes for yourself. Uh, Bradville versus the state of Illinois. Supreme Court ruled that the privileges or immunities clause of the 14th Amendment did not include the right to practice a profession. Maya Bradwell had applied for admission to the Illinois bar, but was denied because she was a woman. The Supreme Court decision allowed states to continue to bar women from professions such as law. So... We make a little leeway, and then we make not a lot of leeway. Just back and forth, back and forth. Well, and it's important to point out, too, in these time frames, women were dressing up as men uh, because (laughs) of their passion for the fields that they chose to study. And they wanted to go to college. They wanted to further themselves. And some women did go as far as to dress up as men, live their lives as men, and some of these women fucking made huge leaps and bounds in their field. Yeah. Uh, do I have their names? No. <laughs> yeah. Look it up. See, trans but... rights also. Because, right? Like, do these women feel like well, they're misgendered? Maybe. But so much of that depends on, like, there's no way for women to get ahead for themselves. So what are they going to do? Well, yeah, but that's the thing. We don't know if this is a trans thing or a right. fuck the system thing. Like, yeah, I'm that's getting what I'm an education. You said about. I don't give a me. shit what I what I got to do about it. You know. Yeah. It's probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. You know. Yeah. In 1875, the Supreme Court upholds the ban on women voting. So. The Supreme Court's the best court in the land. I love it so much. <laughs> it's supreme. Uh, if you're not it's a cons- supreme. 
especially the black guy that's married to the white guy voting against uh <laughs> voting against interracial marriages. <laughs> Fuck God bless America. Fuck uh, I'm just going to start with like headlines, okay? If you want me Headline. to read anything more, let's do it. it. 1908, women's work hours are reduced. 1920. Uh, 1920, most women are granted the right to vote. Thank you, yeah. Utah, I think. Susan B. Anthony doing the, the heavy lifting. She's a big old lesbian. Just Hot. That's just, that's uh, 1924, I mean, I Native Americans, First Nation people, people that we stole their land from, mm-hmm. they're granted citizenship. So oh, the United yeah, States I government didn't grant citizenships to Native American population until 1924. The super they're, fucking they're problematic. Like, Thanks for the keys back to our house, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for trashing it. <laughs> but the more important thing is that, like, they weren't oh my fucking God. <laughs> right they're like uh there's spray paint on the, the walls what the fuck is this giant why did you why did you shit in the bird the bird fountain man the water <laughs> why are all the buffalo dead <laughs> god god <laughs> i mean i guess those are cool hats that we gave you the pelts for yeah Anyway, it says uh, this is super important because then if you were considered a citizen, you could vote. So they're giving a little bit back. Um, 1938, the Fair Standards of Labor Act is passed, which uh, mandated that American employers adopt an eight-hour workday and a 40-hour work week. Um, uh, you can thank unions for that too mm-hmm. so whenever you try to bust up a union or have negativity about that and you appreciate a weekends you know thank don't, you, contradict, <laughs> don't contradict yourself motherfucker in uh, 1963 the equal pay act is passed its goal is to lim- eliminate pay disparity based on gender I love Women's... how that's, that works. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's so effective. <laughs> Women's earnings yeah, have game. increased significantly since this legislation was passed, but clearly there is still a significant <laughs> wage gap. Uh-huh. God damn it. Well, uh, okay. So keeping going. Civil Rights Pact is passed. Act is passed. 1964, uh, which is legislation that both affected civil rights and labor standards, outlawed discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. 1965, Voting Rights Act is passed. Uh, so that was uh, for Native uh, African Americans, correct? Yes. Yeah. And then 1966, poll taxes are abolished. Abolished. Uh, for government the poll taxes really only affected pocs it didn't really affect women right uh it is one of the barriers to be able to vote so if you can't afford to pay a tax in order to vote um even though but i feel like this was more of like a this wasn't a woman's issue yeah but if you don't have you know the money to do that women and people of color are still pretty yeah you're right it is for people of color but it's still a financial barrier yeah. to a lot of women. Like, if you're, like, a widow or whatever, you're fucked or whatever. Sure. Or, like, a single gal. Yeah. You're screwed. 
1972, uh, Title VI of the Education Amendments of 1972 outlawed education discrimination on the basis of gender. Mm-hmm. Um, against And it also protected students against sexual harassment, sexual violence, and all kinds of gender discrimination regardless of the program or situation. So you this just like made them be more proactive instead of just being like, well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like before this, like guys went to colleges and girls went to like secretary schools or like, you know, they went to like finishing schools. They didn't go to like colleges. There were some college, like all girls colleges and stuff. Very few. But like before this passed, before girls were able to go to like actual colleges, they were going to these dumbed down institutions where they could just be. So the equal, <laughs> the Equal Pay Act did pass, but they weren't able to get these jobs because they weren't able to get the education because they weren't allowed to go into these schools because they yes. were men-only colleges. Yes. So. So one of the one of yes one of the uh, barriers to financial freedom is your education, and so yeah. and like like you're saying, specialized education is still not anything. Like I went to nail school type of thing, you know, beauty uh-huh. school. Um, like there's real, there's nothing wrong with being like a secretary or like no. a nail, you know, or like, you know, but the way that we set up our society, the way that we've set up our society is we do look down on the janitor. We do look down on the secretary because these were second class citizen jobs, yeah. you know, 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, 50 and years ago. Like while we are growing up, they're like demonizing those kinds of skills anyway. So Gen Z is like the most educated, but like least they're like neg- negating those lower ending jobs because they've been demonized too. So like, well, and it's like, no one wants to sell their self for a fucking corporation anymore. It's like, okay, yeah. what's the benefit? You're killing my planet. Yeah, and true. for what? <laughs> so for you what? Have a yacht? <laughs> and so you, so you can have a yacht and sexually harass me. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fucking love Gen Z. <laughs> um, so 1973 Roe v. Wade, we know what that was. Um, regardless of personal or political opinions about abortion, it is clear that being able to control your reproductive future has a direct effect on women's financial stability. You know, a fun show to watch on um, on FX. It's a it's just a mini series. It's called uh, Mrs. I believe. This is America, um, and it's about the Roe v. Wade thing, and just kind of like the like the the main players in that on both sides, the conservative and the liberals, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like their struggle and what they did to get it passed, and you know, yeah, it, it's just really it's a it's a really well done piece and it was eye opening for me. The soundtrack's baller, uh, so it's on FX. Mrs. America, I suggest y'all check it out just to get a little info, get a little knowledge. Love it, love it, and uh, you know what? Also, um, like, if you have a baby, if you have a baby, your education stops. So that's a significant like wage in- decrease as well. Um, Let's clarify: yeah. if if you have a baby, 
in a certain so, uh, social economic demographic, yes. your education starts stops. If yes. you have support, which if you're so blessed if you do, yeah. um, and you are able to continue your education, that's great. But I, it's important to understand that that's not the case for most people, especially people of color and yeah. people below a certain line uh, in income, you know, yeah. and. If you're the type of person who sees these people and they disgust you because they're poor and they're whatever, they're not bettering themselves, this is part of the reason why. So how about instead of putting their your fucking foot on their neck uh, by making them, forcing them, force births, you give them options mm-hmm. and education about. And if you want less children in the system getting abused... Yeah. If you care about the quality of life of the children that are being born in in unwanted situations, in poverty situations. And like if you're tired of seeing ghettos and if you're tired of your taxes going to this shit, even though it really doesn't, uh, you know, this is this is not it's not the solution. It's one of them, though. Yeah, it helps. Uh, okay. I think we have to move on because, you know, that was a lot of fire for a minute. <laughs> 1974, the Equal Credit Opportunity Act is passed, meaning... Dun, 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 uh, Checks me credit cards. Yep. You cannot deny credit on the basis of sex or marital status and also race, color, national origin, religion, etc. So, there you go. I mean, oh, again, a... that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that it changed overnight, you know? No, no. In 1978, it becomes illegal to discriminate based on pregnancy. And, uh... And the blacks get the priesthood. <laughs> in, <laughs> in 2009, the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Play Act is passed. I don't know what this is. Oh, as mentioned earlier, the Equal Pay Act was passed in 1963, to discuss pay discrimination, the Lilly Ledbetter Fair, Play, Fair Pay Act amended the Civil Rights Act and stated that the 180-day statute of limitations for filing an equally pay lawsuit. Oh, I don't know what that means. Okay. It means that, like, okay, so it if you are ever working a job and they say don't discuss uh, your salary with anyone else in the company just blast it you should send out a company-wide email about what your salary is and be like hey everyone share what your salary is with me you might get fired who gives a fuck it's illegal for them to ask you to do that Mm. everyone should be talking about what their salary is if you do the exact same job and you're a female as your male counterpart and you happen to find out after you get whatever laid off or quit or fired or whatever that they were making more than you, you can sue the company and recoup those the losses. Like recoup wow. the money. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Is it that you have to like that these things even have to get passed <sighs> because like enough people had to get fucked over. That's true. It's just so annoying. It's like these the it's like I I heard a joke that said the legal, the age of consent 
law and the minimum wage law, the people who like know what those are, are the people that like, they only go, they only do it because it's legal. But if it wasn't, they would go lower. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I said, that's awesome because like you could sue, but then I recognize like, it's also a lot of barriers to be able to do that. And like, who has the uh, means to go after it and like do that. So right. it's just not fair. <laughs> Um, it's just it's just like really stupid and we're gonna talk about the restaurant industry and stuff but like the stuff that I've had to like put up with just to kind of have a seat at the table yeah is yeah absurd and it's you know it was 2020 like what the fuck like seriously like it's so absurd and it's just like, why do people still have this mentality? Like, you see that I am working hard. Yeah. Who who gives a fuck that I have a pair of tits and a vagina? Like, why does that matter <laughs> at all? Yeah. Like, why does it matter? <laughs> like, are you really that, like, weak-minded that it mm -hmm. matters that much? Like, are you serious? Bobby, for most of your life... I mean, most of your working life, you've actually held a majority in the workplace. So in 2010, women make up 60% of the American workforce. That's interesting. Yeah, which I didn't know at all. I just thought that, like, I mean, Utah makes, this is like a really weird micro economy here. Right. Most of the people I worked with have been men. But um, yeah, in 2010. I think uh, it says it's not that just legislation or Supreme Court decisions that matter in our history with money. It's also the work that we are actually doing. Um, it says not only are we participating in the economy by spending our money, but we're actively participating in the economy by making money as well. Participating in the workforce means that women will have more financial autonomy, as well as the power to influence labor laws and policies within organizations and government. So, I think what's frustrating about that is, like in Utah, I feel like the especially Mormon women are so passive about yeah voting. Yeah, yeah. They're just like whatever, or they just go hard Republican. <laughs> Yes. Well, and like that is indicative of the specific culture that we carry here and how, um, like we mentioned before, education creates a lot of barriers for women. I mean, ch having children creates a lot of educational barriers for women. So because our women get married younger, that probably has a lot to do with the way that they act in the culture and then like their participation in the workforce for sure yeah i've been on hinge lately and men really think women are fucking stupid yeah <clears throat> like it's been really difficult to watch <laughs> i've just been like wow you really think that women are fucking inferior to you man like you honestly mm -hmm. think women are just so fucking stupid that you can manipulate them and you are like so fucking stupid especially you can get a guy worked up like that 
Like, I feel like most of the time when I'm, like, sexting, I'm doing, like, four other things. I'm like, uh-huh, baby. Yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm so hard. And you know that they're, like, jerking it. You're you like, know yeah. they're actually hard. They're and like, you're like, yeah. oh, I'm so wet. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, baby. And then what? And then what would you do? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And you're, like, scrubbing your toilet. <laughs> you're writing a whole essay. And you're like, huh. <laughs> Why do we have to do this? <laughs> but I feel like sometimes women are to blame. Like, we have allowed the men to get out of control. We need to start smacking these bastards down. But also, they need they need compliments, too. Like, they're suffering out there. I gotta read to you what Spencer said to me yesterday. He went to hang out with his friends. Uh-huh. Well, it wasn't his friends. He just kind of, like, taking some golf courses. Anyway, he of said... Of course he is. What a fucking middle-class white male he is. Hey! <laughs> women... Men make money on the golf course, okay? Supposedly. I know that's true. Supposedly. That's true. That's actually why it's so... Like, women weren't allowed in mm-hmm. these all-male go- golf courses, so women couldn't advance. And she talks about it all the time in uh, Mad Men. You can't... Because she couldn't advance in fucking... Uh, because all the men are in, like, these gentlemen clubs and yep. the golf course and shit. Yep. It's bullshit. Yep. So see, once again, the patriarch, <laughs> he says, I like hanging out with you instead of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm glad I'm cooler than dudes. I like hanging out with you. It's easy to be myself and I don't have to worry about putting on a mask. He says, and a lot of these guys are just dumb. <laughs> then he said, I see you're dumb and erase you severely lacking emotional intelligence. Yeah, poor babies. Yeah, and then he says, I can see why you're into girls. I'm beginning to understand bisexuality. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, if I was a girl, I'd be bi too. <laughs> Freaking, I went to pick up Alex today, and there was this pretty cute guy standing there waiting for the children too. And like the way he was dressed, I could tell we would have a lot to talk about. But I was just like, whatever, like, I'm here to pick up the nephew. And also, I've been kicked in the head by my niece, like, seven times already. So. <laughs> so did you question your judgment? Or you're just like, I don't think I, I can hold like, a conversation. I was just like, not... Yeah, I was just like, whatever. So I am standing, like, we're standing, like, two feet apart from each other. But he keeps inching closer and closer to me. Hot. All right. Is that hot? You want to know what's hot? Saying, hey, how's it going? Instead of standing two inches away from me <laughs> and when i got into the car i was like to al i was like did you see how close that guy was standing to me and he's like no and i was like that was so annoying and he was like you did seem annoyed <laughs> and i was like look don't do that to a girl i'm like if you are interested in a girl say hey what's up i'm like don't just get closer and closer and invade her space and don't say anything. I'm like, that's creepy yeah, as hell, right. dude. Yeah. I'm like, it irritated the hell out of me. I'm like, so don't be like that. He was like, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're teaching your nephew. You'd be like, no, not at all. I put myself in your shoes and I was just like, yeah, I think that would weird me out a lot. And like, well, I was at a train station shit. one time. Yeah. I was at a train station one time and somebody was trying to like talk to me. Uh-huh. And I was just like. I don't have to talk to you. I don't even have to look at you. I don't have to listen to you. So I'm just not. And so he keeps talking to me and I'm just like on my phone. And then the next thing I know, he's like, fine, bitch. Don't talk to me. And I was like, still not talking to him. 
but like, I was oh, just like, hey, honey, that's that huge red flag you just gave me made me mm-hmm. really happy I didn't engage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a red flag that you were even being like, I don't know. It was just like, is that your purse? Yeah. De- nice demanding purse. of my time. <laughs> oh, that sure is a nice phone. I'm like, cool. Oh, my God. Anyway, that is where we're at now with the timeline of, uh... <laughs> oh, no, 2014. One more. So remember how children can be barriers to your financial independence? Well, in 2014, Burwell versus Hobby Lobby, the Supreme oh Court ruled that for-profit companies don't have to cover birth control in their health insurance plans if they cite religious objections. <sighs> this uh, overturned the birth control mandate in the Affordable Care Act and put many women at risk of not being able to afford birth control coverage. Contraception is one of the most important ways for women to control their financial future, their career, and their life in general. If they are unable to afford birth control, their whole future is at risk. The um, end. <laughs> didn't Hobby Lobby do something insane? Oh, they have a smuggling scandal. Are you fucking kidding me? It's so fucking hilarious how we can cite our Lord and Jesus, fucking Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Hobby Lobby smuggling scandal started in 2009 when representatives of the Hobby Lobby chain of craft stores received a large number of clay boule and tablets originating in the ancient Near East. The artifacts were intended for Museum of the Bible, funded by, of course, it's a Christian artifact, um, funded by the um, Christian Green family, which owns the Oklahoma-based chain. Oh, my God. They were looted from Iraq. Several shipments of the artifacts were seized by U.S. Custom Agents in 2009, uh, uh, triggering a struggle between Hobby Lobby and the federal government that culminated in a 2017 civil forfeiture case, United States of America versus approximately 450 ancient cuneiform tablets and approximately 3,000 ancient clay boule. Wow. As a result of the case, Hobby Lobby agreed to return the artifacts and pay a fine of $3 million. But yeah, let's not pay for birth control because it's a sin. Also, let's go loot fucking Iran because fuck those guys. They're brown. So I don't shop at Hobby Lobby for sure. Me neither. Yeah, no, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Also, that was the only that was only the only craft store in Hawaii, which was another reason why I was like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. I go to Michael's and I'm like, I, I like Joanne's like though. Joanne's, Joanne's is jo- fun because everything in there is chaos all yeah, the time. I, I feel like Michael's is more chaos than Joanne's, but Joanne's oh, is like yeah, fluorescent right. green. It's like fluorescent. And like everything's marked down. Oh, yeah. They're always giving you some sort of discount and ask you what you're building. Yeah. They're like, hey. Uh, I was one time buying a journal there and it was 50% off and the cashier was like, oh my God, I saw these back there and they just came in yesterday. How cute. And I was like, yesterday? And they're already 50% off? Well, that's stick. They're just hosing you. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) If something's always on sale, is it? Like if your sushi place advertises like 50% off sushi, is it? I mean, I will never go eat there. Because I will never eat 
discount sushi. That's horrendous. Right. If it's always on sale, it probably is just bad. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, there's certain things that I don't want a discount on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And parasitic meals that are delicious. One of them. Like raw fish. That ain't it. It ain't (laughs) it for me. I want to, I want to go ahead and spend an extra 10 on that. You know? Yeah. I want to lay down a a couple, you know? I don't want to be dying tonight. (laughs) Well, when I went to Sushi Burrito too, it was like, it's a trailer and it was like warm in there. Oh, and God. I was like, first of all, I'm not here for the whole concept of this gigantic sushi burrito. And then it's like hot in here also. Like, call the <laughs> that police. <sounds> awful. <laughs> Those guys are. No, no. Yeah, I was with I, the only redeeming qualities. I was with Kev. He lives in Seattle now. And so it was like, you know, it was a fond memory. I miss him. But like, I was like, Kevin, how are you? How are you just hanging out? How are you just doing this? But he didn't. He grew up. He only has a brother, so I think that has part of it. He didn't have sisters. <laughs> no one taught him how to understand air conditioning in restaurants. Oh. What? I don't know. I'm I'm a little confused. I am too. That, that, that's my general state. <laughs> Wait, are you high right now? Yeah, of course what, I am. It's been kind? a long ass day. What kind? What kind? Uh, blueberry... Kush Indica, Ooh, in the couch. I also took a Xanax. So you're super in the couch. I'm just trying not to clench my jaw. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Do you know what? I'm reading a book. No, you're not. We're just yes. I'm actually reading two books. You're audio booking these books. Yeah. <laughs> That's not reading. Fuck you. It totally is, you ableist you're, cunt. You're you're listening to two books, okay? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, listen, I'm not even judging you. I'm just saying it's different. I don't know why that detail is a thing that I'm focusing on. My OCD's been really bad lately. Okay. So I'm just focusing on it. Well, people, uh, do you think, okay. It's, I'm reading two books, and one of we them should, is called... We should, we should do a poll. I want to know. I think we're going to get a 50-50 split on it. You do a poll. Right now. I'll do it later. Okay. When I I'll tag episode, you in mine, and then you can remember. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> one of them is called The Body Keeps the Score. Uh-huh. And it's, like, about how, you know, I feel like you've been reading responses. that for the past, the past couple seasons. I think it's well, a good... I, maybe I should read it. Yeah, I'm actually reading it this time. Like with your eyes? With my earballs. <laughs> so my ears are doing the reading. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just busting earballs at this point. I'm going to stop. Because <laughs> I can feel the anger coming through my ears. I cannot wait until this goes uh, video. This... <laughs> so you could just like flip me off. Yeah. It'd cool. be a lot easier to do that. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, what I was trying to say is like... <sighs> Going through shit in your normal everyday life when your uh, alarm bells are already going off, as happens with people like us who suffered severe trauma, Uh like, even the smallest thing can, like, put me at so much tension. Like, I will just have to take a lot of breaks, you know what I mean? And, like, you're doing your, not even your kids, but it would be really hard. 
Um, <laughs> it's okay. Like, I, I do get overwhelmed a lot because lately I've been dropping Al off and picking him up from school, mm-hmm. which is like two hours a day, which I really, I like, I'm, it's that fine line between, because I'm like really physically sick, like all the time. So, so mm-hmm. I get really, I get tired really quick. And the dark circles, I don't know if you know, noticed in my videos, my dark circles are so bad. Yeah. You're stressed. Um, well, it's just, it's just, I'm not even really stressed. I mean, yeah, I am stressed, but like, just my body's just bad right now. Like, I just, I'm just sick. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, I think I'm just, since I've ha- taken the time to slow down, my body's like, okay, yeah, bitch, you sick, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, usually I'm too busy to focus on it. Um, so like, I get tired really fast and like, I don't necessarily sleep, but I like need the rest, like you said. But I am just trying to, like, just do that and be, like, also, these kids are going to be these kids, just not for very much longer. You know, they're going to grow yeah. up. And I was lucky to have time with Draven a lot. And I had some time with Hazel. And um, I'm glad that I'm getting time with Sophie and Alex, too. So, like, yeah. they're they're my nieces and nephews. And, like, I'm really excited. I'm happy that I get time with Lexi and Ammon, too, like. Lexi just ran through her uh, she's doing a thing for home ec and she's like I have to do this like I'm gonna make this some orange chicken and I need you to like critique it and tell me what I did wrong and that was like that made me feel good so I mean I'm not I'm not like hating it like I'm enjoying like the quality time but yeah yeah, it's like it's exhausting (laughs) yeah Yeah. but felt felt and heard and seen all of that because like my child I'm, I recognize she's my one and only, and this happens once, and I'm trying to be as present as possible. Yeah. But it's And, hard. like, we, you know, we talked about this last episode, my friend, with the abuse. She hasn't talked to me. I don't suspect that she will. I actually texted her today and said, you owe me an apology, but, like, I love you, and I want you to know that I'm here for you, but, like... She didn't, you know, I'm not going to hear from her, I don't think. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to hear from her for a couple of years, probably, which sucks ass because I love her and I'm going to miss her. But it is what it is. And and I did what I had to do. And uh, it's just, I'm glad we're talking about women's issues and we are going to go into domestic violence and stuff. Yeah. Because I've been thinking a lot about her and how domestic violence is almost second nature to me. Because mm-hmm. I was raised in it, and you feel the same way, I'm sure. Yep. And it's like, I know what to do. This is, like, so easy for me. It's a piece of cake. Go do it. Go do it. What's the problem? Go fucking do it. And I've had to sit with myself and be like, I don't think she experienced really domestic violence in her childhood. Or it could have so, been normalized, too. Well, and I think, I don't think that it was. I think there was a lot of other factors. I think there was poverty and, like, like she didn't have a dad there was you know shit was absent you know there was there was things i don't think the domestic violence necessarily was one of those things Mm. so i think this could have taken totally taken her by surprise and maybe she just doesn't maybe this is what she thinks a relationship should be maybe she thinks this is what she deserves you know she told me that she keeps her own company (laughs) so i know she's probably not ever going to talk to me all the way about it Mm-hmm. but I, I want her to know that I'm always here for her and like I feel like this is my 
way to talk to her and stuff, but I'm also thinking about all these people who don't have this generational domestic violence shit, who don't yeah. understand it. And I also feel like my mom was one of those people, too. Like, my grandparents didn't hit her or anything. And then she walked into... But they were screamers. She walked into a thing where my dad didn't have screamers, but he was on drugs, and my mom would scream at him and throw shit and stuff, and he'd knock her around. Hmm. And then she'd knock us around. And it was just like... It's just like, and it, I'm just with like really like digging, you know what I mean? To be yeah. like, I know if I was in this situation, I'd be like, peace, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be yes. like, I, you know, and I'm also thinking like, if I'm around this guy, I know I'm going to get violent. So yeah. I'm like really avoiding being around him because he's chicken shit to me. He's nothing. <laughs> and he's also everything because he's her man and he's the father of this kid and the kid that's coming and I'm just like you know like it's just it's just so weird and I just want to normalize talking about domestic violence because yeah. it's such it's such a shame thing yes yeah. and it's such a common thing I don't think people understand you know, how common it is yeah you were you asked last week you were like I want to know what we can do and you know what I think this is what we can do. I think us talking about it and like raising awareness to a group of women that may not have this level of experience with domestic violence in the home. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're experienced. We can share the story like so in a way. Well, and like I tough loved her. And I'm like, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. And she might even be oblivious to it. Like the things I see, like, I, it's just so clear to me because I've been living it my whole life. Yeah. But yeah, it's, you know, she well, let's came just, from a, a different family. So let's get into some statistics so that people okay. can feel normalized about, or like get on the same page about this. Right. Um, this is the prevalence of violence against women and girls. Let's see this. I can't find a date on it, but this is like, okay. Globally. An estimated 736 million women, almost one in three, have been subjected to physical and or sexual intimate partner violence, non-partner sexual violence, or both at least once in their life. Mm -hmm. This is 30% of women 15 or older. It does not include sexual harassment. Uh, the rates of depression, anxiety disorders, unplanned pregnancies, sexually transmitted infections, and HIV are higher in women who have experienced violence compared to women who have not. Most violence against women is perpetrated by a current or former husband or intimate partners. More than 650 million women aged 15 and older have been subjected to intimate partner violence. Um... Of those who have been in a relationship, almost one in four adolescent girls ages 15 to 19 have experienced physical or sexual and or sexual violence from an intimate partner or husband. In 2018, an estimate one in seven women had experienced physical and or sexual violence from an intimate partner or husband in the t past 12 months. So this is 13% of women ages 15 to 49. So in the last year, mm -hmm. one in seven. Globally, violence against women disproportionately affects low and lower middle income countries and regions, which 
Isn't that us? 37% of women ages 14 to 40, or 15 to 49 living in countries classified as least developed. And uh, so this is globally. Right. Okay. Um, globally, 81,000 women and girls were killed in 2020. Around 47 million, 47,000. Yeah, 47,000 of them. 58% died at the hands of an intimate partner or a family member. Um, less than 40% of women who experience violence seek help of any sort. At least 158 countries have passed laws on domestic violence and 141 have laws on sexual harassment. So, like, some countries are getting better. Well, I think it's going to get better with, like, the passing of the laws where women have more rights. Like, I think a lot of uh, abuse, like, the past generations had to do with literally their hands were tied. They couldn't go get a house. They yeah. couldn't get a bank account. They couldn't leave. Like, if you were divorced, you were a pariah. Like, exactly. If you if you got divorced, the husband got the kids. And it's yes. like, Jesus Christ, he's beating the hell out of us. So, like, yes. at least so he'll hit me. Yeah. Yeah. At least I can be the first victim. But I think the thing that's the most scary about this is you... Okay. So, like, it happens so gradually that the person that it's happening to doesn't even notice. Yeah. Like, I remember one time my homie, she uh, met this guy. And he was, like, all about her. They were, like, banging all over her apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all over all over fucking St. George. <laughs> and she was, like, such a bad bitch. She didn't put up with nothing. You know what I mean? And yeah. then I didn't see her for, like, a year. I don't know what I was. Like, we just, like, we were just, I was up here. She was down there, you know. And then uh, we met up. I think she, she moved up here or something. So we met up. And he had, like, totally broken her down. And was, like, constantly screeching at her and at her kid, like, at their kid. Like, she was, like, a totally different person. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, at his constant beck and call and stuff. And I was, like, what in the hell happened? And, of course, since I hadn't seen her for a year, it was, like, a 180 to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it took a – it was a year of – Every day, it slowly got shittier and shittier and shittier and shittier. Yeah. And suddenly, she didn't recognize herself. It's it's an abuse thing. It's just, it's typical abuse. <laughs> and, of course, this happens, you know, it, this can happen with any gender, you know, men on men, women on women, you know, sure. women on men. You know what I mean? It can happen with anything. But, like, it's just so wild to see it go you know, and this happened with my mom too. Like when she got, she married this douchebag when I was in high school, and he like made her ugly. Like he would like make it so he picked out her clothes. He'd do it under the guise that he was like, that was like a like a fun, sexy activity. He would like get her like he he wanted to like dye her hair. He dyed her hair like bright orange. She looked like a fucking psycho clown. Like she looked insane. I knew she didn't look, she hated the way she looked, Mm -hmm. but he was so controlling of her and his control was beating her down. He he want, cause he wanted to beat her down Mm -hmm. that I don't think she's fully recovered from that. And it's just so like wild to see. That's like, 
you want to be loved and this guy is like so into you at first (laughs) and then like he takes the love away and then he gives it back to you and then like it's just so it's I, i don't even know like it makes me scared to get in a relationship yeah yeah because uh well and like I consider myself to be in a very healthy relationship. It has uh-huh. its issues like everybody does. But um, I can see how like over the last almost 10 years, the people we've changed into together. And so like you are going to change. But those changes shouldn't be linked to like you feeling terrible about yourself, you feeling unsafe, you feeling like you should be thriving in a relationship and not like wilting. Well, and your main focus in a relationship shouldn't be to mold this other person into your minion. You know right. what I mean? Right. Cause that's abuse. Like, and you shouldn't want to like make it a house of horrors where you're constantly making everyone like jump and you're being loud and abusive. And, yes. <laughs> you know, controlling every aspect of everyone's life and calling names and this and that like it's stupid it's like shut up dude man up like there's nothing manly about that it's just stupid they yeah it's severely lacking the emotional intelligence and like studies are showing that gen z is having an easier time with emotional intelligence because more of their fathers were present in their lives Uh and so like it's getting better but it's it and like the age of information also helping people get educated about why they feel angry or why they are terrorizing their households like there are recent sources and abilities for you to get better yourself but like you're right it's it can be scary because when you're dating or in a dating scenario you're really gambling with your right with yourself right and that's regardless of gender. So, <laughs> but it's it's especially for women dating men because there are only natural predators, and like yes, I posted that thing the other day where I was just talking to this guy about music, and then he's like, "Do you want to take me out into the desert and have me be your toilet slave?" And I was like, "What? No." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he just kept going, and I was just like, "This guy is nuts." <laughs> and there's been other guys and Micaiah was just like, please don't meet up with anyone, please. You will die. <laughs> He's like, you'll yep. be dead. Yeah. He's like, if someone seems normal, they're definitely going to kill you. Yeah. He's like, please. I'm dating so fucking scary. You guys, this, um, so we have an advocate in women's health and yeah. she sent us some statistics for Utah. So, um, these are a little out of date. They're from 2009 to 2016. That's weird to say in one sentence. What do you say? 2009? 2009 oh, 2016. 2009 to 2016. It's just... No, it's a lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. In Utah, between those years, there were 84 incidents of intimate partner-related homicide where the subject is a current or former intimate partner. Among these cases, approximately half, 49%, were murder-suicide cases, where the homicide suspect died by suicide after murdering their current or former intimate partner. Can I pause just for a second? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like Utah has those like more than most states? I don't know. I feel like I see those so much here. 
Like I, I feel like we see that I, a lot too because we're in a smaller community. Well, I mean, like I feel like I, cause like I'm all about the true crime and stuff. Like I watch it all the time, and so like I get like just my algorithm shows me all that shit. You know what I mean? And I feel like in Utah, I notice that there's way more uh, suicide murders than most like around the country. But I could be I could be totally wrong. But I just feel like it's it's higher around here, and I feel like that's a total like chicken shit possession thing what states have the highest domestic violence rates kentucky no i'm saying no i'm saying suicide murder oh i see i see i see okay i don't know it but i it could have something to do with uh guns we are very hunty gathery state anyway i i don't know those information i don't know either yeah yeah i don't know okay uh, I'm just I was just saying like a minor I was just saying like a random like I'm just saying like I just noticing. noticed in passing, yeah. Fifty nine point nine percent of victims were female. Oh. Twenty three note, eighty five point nine percent of all homicide victims were female. Twenty three percent of homicide suspects threatened use of weapons prior to the homicide. So this is saying that twenty three percent of the time their partners had threatened the yeah, use of a weapon. Yeah, they've been reported, yeah. Escalation in violence prior to the homicide event was at 26% of these, percent of these cases. 39% of perpetrators had criminal domestic violence history. So that's over, like, three, over mm-hmm. four, like four in ten. In 44% of the cases, one or both individuals involved had financial problems prior to the incident. So either one person or both had money problems. Right. A known intimate partner violence history was reported to authorities by friends, family, neighbors, etc. in 54% of the cases. 44 children were directly exposed to the intimate partner violence incidents. Saw it, heard it, or discovered the body. Yep. And it says an... An interesting fact about DV, domestic violence, when it comes to homicide victims, she says, this was shocking to me when I first began advocacy work. Victims who experience strangulation at the hands of their partners are statistically much more likely to be killed by their partner with a firearm. Interesting. That is, inter- that is interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Uh, a great article about strangulation uh, in regards to domestic violence. There is a link I can post with this episode. Well, strangulation is like very passion or uh, driven. Yes. So, I mean, that that makes sense that it's a couple thing, but I just wonder why it leads to like firearm shit. Yeah. I have to look into that on my off time. <laughs> it's it. Um, I know you're worried a lot about your friend. I also am worried about my cousin. Uh, and, like, obviously we can't, like, talk to them right now because they're not talking to us. But, right. you know, all of these signs are there. And, like, all of these signs, like, one in four of women that you know are just. Well, I think I, here's, uh, here's my thing. I think when you have the life that we've had, and I, I don't know if you're this way. I think I'm, I, maybe you're the opposite. But I just come to recognize that certain things are just going to happen. I did what I could. 
and I hope for the best, but I'm also very much aware that this could end horribly. Yeah. And I've already kind of made my peace with that. I know when it happens, my heart will break into a thousand pieces, but I've already kind of started like the grieving process with that because when I was there in the moment, I was having a panic attack the whole entire time (laughs) and Mm -hmm. like, it is what it is. I told her what I told her. I said my piece and it's, it's what I, it's like, what can I do? You know? I mean, yeah. You know, what can I do? But it's like, we've been in this situation and we do live in this state and we do experience this. And when you're talking about this, I was thinking about the time in Richfield when there was a suicide murder just down the mm-hmm. block from, mm-hmm. from my house. Remember that? And oh, yeah. they, I mean, it happened a couple of times. I remember there was one down the street from the school. Yeah. And they lived right across the street from the new, uh, my, the new church that they built. Wow. And it was a total Do you remember shock. their names? I don't. Um, but they seemed like the happy family. Like they had all the toys. They had, you know, they went to Powell all the time. They had money problems. And I think she wanted out. So he killed her and shot himself. And then one of the kids found him. You know, it happens. Wow. It happens a lot. And it's just like, it's first of all, dickish. Like, you don't own me, bitch. Don't kill me. <laughs> like, let's just divorce. <laughs> but it's also like, the mental health, the lack of mental health in this society is just it's a bummer it is the Rick and Boss yeah the Rick and Boss yep yeah they were in their 40s yeah she was super sweet she ran like the gym right I think so yeah awful yep she just lived right down the street from me uh, so in other news, did you hear about the Enoch murders? Yeah, I mean, let's talk about it. I Aubrey sent me the police report. Yeah, and uh, my friend who works like or in... No, so one of my homies did, yeah. One of my homies said. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know, um, January 5th, there was a murder-suicide, but it also included... Um, six other family members in the home. Um, dead in a eight dead in a Utah murder suicide after wife sought divorce. So, she filed for divorce, and um, two weeks later, he fatally shot his five children, his mother in law, and his wife, and then killed himself. Um, the a couple of years prior. Um, the police investigated him and his family um, because people reported problems inside the household. So there was, you know, signs of abuse all along. And yeah, that's sad. It's like a double-edged sword because I don't want, I'm like, fuck the police and I don't want people up in my business. Like, I don't want the state up in my life. But it's also like, at what point do you like step in, you know? Yeah. It's like gotta be. The well, we know who... that we don't. 
the person who gave you this information told me that the a woman usually has to leave nine to ten times before she leaves for yes 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 and my friend who we've talked about slept like three times so i'm like okay we're a third of the way there but Mm -hmm. i'm still just like jesus christ like yeah my co- I, I don't, don't think have, my cousin I, has I, left once, so I think this is yeah. the first time. I lost all hope when she said that. I was just like, okay, well, cool, you know. It just breaks my heart because I saw my mom struggle, you know. My mom was no angel, and she, she was an instigator and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she definitely has a detrimental taste in men she was definitely abused you know she definitely you know the cops got called so many fucking times like the neighbors called the cops you know like we called the cops the SWAT team came like bruises like she got the shit kicked out of her by my dad and he was on meth so can you imagine mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I don't know how she didn't die. Like, I honestly have no idea. Yeah. And so many of my friends had parent like, were had moms in a similar situation where they either had a husband, stepdad, like, a, a dad, a stepdad, or, a, like, a, a mom's boyfriend who was just beating the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. And there was such a shame involved in going and getting assistance. And the bishop never gave, it was always like, keep the family together at any cost. And the shelters were all like stealth food and a very discomfort in leaving your home. Um, The, and you know, it's just the pleading and there's so much emotion involved when you're, when you love someone. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just so complicated and it's just like it, it's so hard to watch. And this is also another reason why I've completely shut off as far as relationships and stuff go is because I'm like, I don't ever want to be caught in this web. Yeah. You know? Yep. Because I had to sit and watch my mom. Like, I remember our phone got shut off and I would just have to sit in the car at like three o'clock in the morning while she'd call her boyfriend on the payphone and just like talk to and, and like wonder where he's at and this and this and that and it's Mm -hmm. just like jesus christ and he wasn't even treating her that good Mm -hmm. and it's just like but he was treating her better than my dad so she thought it was a healthy relationship and i was just like this is this is a fucking headache right you know yeah and it's all these excuses all these excuses we we make you know as women which is our it's our we need to stop doing that yeah to be like justify why we're keeping you know we got to stop doing that, girls, <laughs> because we there's so much at stake, and we got to break this curse because we're too good for this, we're too strong for this, and we got it. We can't give this example to our our boys or our girls. We can't. No. If you got kids, you just can't give this example. You can't put them in the line of fire. I think my mom. I woke up to my mom being strangled by her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sixth grade. Yeah. And that put us in the women in crisis center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we stayed for a while. 
And then um, my mom was like kind of going over to the jail to make us, yeah, to make us say, I love you, daddy. I miss you, daddy, Mm -hmm. and all this shit. And then like. And it felt so wrong because you're like, this bitch is hurting my mother. Yeah. And also I was like, you're stupid bitch, mom, but whatever. (laughs) She was just like, color this picture for your dad in jail. And I was like, my dad is uh joe baeza and he's in california somewhere so (laughs) probably in jail but (laughs) we're not gonna talk about that uh (laughs) but no for real um sorry dad uh yeah no whatever whatever. (laughs) we all gotta pass (laughs) (laughs) but anyway like she still wanted to go back and then she finally like left and got a a a protection order but just like she still went to more you know, terrible, abusive relationships because after so many, you just think that's what you deserve. And like, of course she still has to remain responsible for the things that she did while she was having poor self-esteem. But I mean, domestic violence really wears down the quality of people that we have in our community. Mm -hmm. And women are essential in raising next generations of good people. So Which brings me to our next topic, which is hashtag stop killing us. Um, did you hear about the Paiute kid? Uh-oh, what happened? The girl from Penguitch or Paiute? I don't think. Oh, yeah, that's. I think that's the one that I got sent, the, the 16-year-old. Yes, so... Yeah, Mar- um, I got the Marty Gleave press release. Yeah, I know Marty Gleave. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he was 17, and he killed his girlfriend. And I... Do we know why yet? No. But, um... Is it... Was it her girlfriend? I'm certain it was a girlfriend. Um, anyway. I think I think it was a girlfriend, too. That sounds right. Um, so that's just happening, you know, younger and younger, obviously. Like, yes... Let me paint a picture. Let me paint a picture of Paiute County for all you listeners who don't know about it, though. Paiute County is where Butch Cassidy is from. Mm -hmm. Um, Kendra's boyfriend. Uh, (laughs) But it's about that's a very old joke (laughs) (laughs) for you. uh, For you old school followers, OG listeners, OG listeners. uh, But it hasn't grown much since Butch Cassidy was there. It's very small. Mostly farmers, mostly cowboys, mostly truck drivers. Um, So, like, this isn't, like, I don't even mean this mean. This is, like, very, like, MAGA, non-progressive group of people. Yes. So, it's probably, like, when we're talking, like, it's still happening. I don't really feel like it's, I feel like it's hopefully not still happening. (laughs) But uh, I feel like this is, like, 1984 we're in 1984 in Piute County maybe 1994 I'll give you 94 yeah because I don't get service through the whole county that's true (laughs) you know it just is sad still and like these this this is our community you know we have people that are living in these communities that that are our friends we love them Wait, can I ask a question? I had yeah. Cher- Cherish Dalton didn't die, right? Tanisha D. No. 
cherished dolphin. Wait a minute. She okay. No, she didn't. I had a dream she did, but she was also in Paiute. She uh. Yeah, she's nice. But yeah, she was gone before you moved in. But she no. know homies. I think I met her for like two weeks, and I was like, "You're my favorite person." And then she just moved, and I was like, "Great." She's like, "I'm going to Paiute." Yeah. Um. No, I had a dream she died, which was sad because I love her. Um, I just we were love the two her. tallest in third grade. Her name is Cherish. Cherish Dalton. And her she... dad's a truck driver in Circleville. She hasn't uploaded a new picture since June 2014. So, um, Well, she was hanging out with my sister last year. So okay. I'll just, I'll, I'll soup around after the podcast. It's fine. I, I don't Sweet. think she's dead. I think Can I just you update me? Because now I'm sad. <laughs> Yes, I will. <laughs> I told you about the dream I had of Kenzie Patterson, right? Yeah, and then she died. Yeah. And then I, he, like... I told you how I found out I was walking through the cemetery on a sunny day, and I was like, that's not Kenzie. It can't be. Yeah. And then I saw the Diet Coke, and I was like, oh, it's definitely her. Fucking sucks, man. Fucking that was sucks. not related to uh, domestic violence, by the way. I mean, she died during childbirth. That's a woman's issue. That is a woman's issue. Um, can't believe that's still a thing. In this economy? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, there is a hashtag going around called Stop Killing Us. And I don't remember if this was like last year. I remember walking into it. But um, so many women are just killed. Because... They exist. Like, woman was just jogging on her normal everyday jog. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like. Snacked and raped. Raped. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like existing as a person, as a woman in this economy, has just afforded. I just feel so trapped. Do you know what I mean? Like, and we talked about this last time, but I feel like everywhere I go, I'm being watched. And, you know, part of the reason that I, I don't want to lose weight is because it is kind of a protection. Like, yeah, I'm like, try and lift me, bitch. Yes. Uh, <laughs> when I went to Vegas and I was just like, well, it would take a lot of drugs to, like, get me in a van situation so like and like manpower so it's probably Uh just not economical for human traffickers to target me like that is an insane thing to think i shouldn't have to be thinking about my security as a person well but it's always on our mind yeah, like, and I think that's I think that's really a thing that guys don't understand is that like that's constantly what we're thinking about as females, and also I think gays and trans folks yes. are constantly, you know, the queers and the trans. I mean, they're all you know the LGBTQ. We're always thinking about that stuff because yes, we're targeted. And again, I'm not saying all men are bad because they're not, but there is that percentage that are out there giving y'all a bad name and we're scared like we're constantly like giving an ocular pat down to quote mac uh to everyone because we let anyone could be potential and you know we are not the weaker sex but we are physically weaker 
you know but it's just like yeah. so what it's not all about physical <laughs> but also there are 526 episodes of law and order svu and a lot of those are based on reality yeah so <laughs> you mentioned the lgbt community i actually have statistics on that if you want me to read them real quick please do. um fbi data from 2019 illustrates a rise in anti LGBTQIA plus hate crimes, including higher rates of pr- police brutality. LGBTQIA plus people frequently face threats, harassment, and violence online and regularly see comments that deny their humanity and right to exist. People of color face discrimination from within LGBTQIA. Um, there is a record breaking number of murders against trans people occurred in 2020 many of whom were women of color and the risk of sexual violence is also increased for trans people. 50% of transgender people have been sexually assaulted at least once in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, 44% of lesbian women have experienced rape, physical violence and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime. While 20% of gay men have as well. That number increases to 37% for bisexual men. Bisexual women, trans women, and women of color experience higher risks. Um, 70% of LGBTQIA plus members of the community have been sexually harassed at work. And 66% were afraid to tell their employer. Um, Mental health and suicide. I did want to talk about this. Just real quick. uh, My sister just confirmed Cherish Dalton did not die. That was just a bad dream that I had. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, um, when we're talking about suicide rates, uh, I feel especially, especially connected to that as somebody from Utah. I just, our there suicide is, rates are out of control. Yes. And they, their children, they're LGBTQIA yeah. plus people. It's these kids that shouldn't be getting picked on that are getting picked on by a religion. Yes. And by like mothers. So and if you like... know a queer person, no matter the age, please check on them during this time because we are headed into some darker times right now. This is the worst of it. So, um, also, if you uh, see someone and you're like, hey, that person, uh, I don't really get them. Why don't you take some time to just get to know them? Don't don't like badger them. Just get to know them like you would get to know any kind of person because guess what they're a person and like maybe learn something and maybe teach them something about yourself and like communicate because you know we are at a disadvantage right now because we're the frontier of the technological age where we're all communicating on a screen maybe we should take a step back and start interacting you know just being like innocently interacting with each other Mm mm-hmm and not being like, well, I am a boomer and blah, 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 blah. So you, and you have blue in your hair. Mm-hmm. So I'm tutting you. You should just be like, hey, what's up? What's your deal? What, what are you into? Have you heard of Kurt Vonnegut? Because he's my, he's my age and I dig him. You should check him out. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for the comedic relief because I do need it. Because I'm sad. I'm sad about <laughs> it. Just um, mental health speaking, um, LGBTQ plus 
individuals are twice as likely to experience mental health issues in their life and have more than double the rate of depression than the heterosexual population. Suicide is the leading cause of death for LGBTQIA plus people ages 10 to 24. And across their lifespan, LGBTQIA plus people attempt suicide at a disproportionate rate. And this Uh, is because the people that they care about, like their moms, their aunts, you know, like... And and I'm I'm tar- I'm targeting the women. We're talking about women's issues right now, but I am targeting the women right now, because I um I'm I've witnessed this, be like ew what's up with what's ew gay guys I just don't get it, mm-hmm. and I've seen them say that in front of someone who I know who hasn't come out yet yeah. who I can who I just know is gay because my gaydar is fucking perfect, uh, <laughs> yeah and and I'm just watching them die a little bit inside. Yeah. And so if you if you have like these chicks that you look up to be like icky, how's that yep. going to make you feel? Yep. I've experienced that. So like let's let's start thinking about how we're making the kids that we're raising feel. Yeah. When you're told yeah. as a child, if you ever come out as a lesbian, I will disown you. You're like, "Well, I guess I am not worth keeping around if I reveal this thing about me." Yeah, if you're like, if you are who you are, then I don't want you. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, so I got to decide between everything I've ever known or what I know I inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. LGBTQIA plus youth are more than more than five times more likely to die by suicide than their heterosexual peers. Hmm. Those are astounding. I've had a lot of dark nights with my gaze and absolutely yep it's sad it's fucking sad and it's like that conversation where you're just like hey you mean something and they're yeah. like i don't think i do and it's like actually i wouldn't be sitting here talking to your fucking ass on this disgusting floor watching you puke you know reviving you right now if this wasn't a, a thing so yeah it's a tragedy and it's sad. Like, I mean, I'm happy that I've been there for these conversations, but it's very normalized to me. Yeah. And it's a bummer <laughs> because we live in this fucked up state. You know, it's a, it's a fucking bummer. <sighs> but at least I'm not wearing a bra. So that's, that's an upside. I mean, I'm wearing <laughs> a very loose one for sure. Um, I'm wearing no bra and a regular snap shirt, so. Hey, I'll see that on Instagram later. <laughs> um, along with, I, I know we focused a lot on um, different things, but I did want to go over uh, missing, murdered, and indigenous, missing and murdered indigenous women. Absolutely. Let's do it. Um. The FBI's National Crime Information Center reported 5,203 missing indigenous girls and women in 2021. And that's saying a lot because the communication between the res and the federal government is not great. And it's almost like they don't. I mean, the federal government doesn't give a shit about reservation folks. Um, So the fact that that many is being reported, it's probably at least double that. Um, this is terrifying. Yes, these the- women are quote unquote exotic. Uh, 
they're like i mean their own people are killing them yes there's foreign people killing them there's you know people just going through the res that are just yanking them off it's terrifying yes and absolutely this shit needs to stop we've done enough to these people (laughs) they are disappearing at a rate equal to more than two and a half times their estimated share of the u.s population crazy Indigenous women are also two times more likely to be victims of rape compared to white women. Murder is the third leading cause of death for indigenous women and often perpetuated by non-native people. More than half of indigenous women experience sexual violence and more than half have been physically abused by their intimate partners. This is a big deal. That's a big deal. And there's a lot of contributing factors, too. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of alcohol abuse in these cultures because of how they were treated and yes. the quote-unquote things we gave them to cope. Uh, like, that's a factor. <laughs> there's... They just... It's like we've left... We take them to the reservation to rot... And when you go on the res, like, I love the res, but it's also, like, it's just so easy to just go in there and do whatever you want. And it's freaky. So, it needs it needs way more attention, way more focus. It, it scares the hell out of me. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. These women are important to our community. Like, we're on their land. So, well, it and let's really do, is let, awful. Let's reiterate the Navajo culture, like, the the, the the native, the indigenous culture. Yeah. The women, the women ran the show. Yeah, they're the leaders. They're the leaders. And they're that's why. They're revered and respected. Yeah. They were restricted. They weren't allowed to go talk to the U.S. government leaders because that's not how they did things because women weren't allowed. Yeah. As we just went through the history. So they had to have the men go talk to it. Valerie went ran all through this. You should listen to her episode. But they had to like have men who didn't know shit about shit <laughs> go talk to the US government leaders, come back, talk to the women. So they looked like bumbling idiots and they've been branded as such ever since. And it's a tragedy because these are very smart w- people. They're, sp- they're very smart and intelligent people who've been living off this land for centuries so sucks it sucks what do you think we can do us me and you or what what can we do as women or men that are listening to this podcast or non-binary persons like what can we do i think we just gotta keep the dialogue going i think honestly too you got to keep your ears up man like if you see a woman who looks like she's in distress go talk to her like i've never talked to a girl who i thought was in distress who wasn't that was pissed at me yeah like if, if i walk up to a girl i'm like hey like hey come on let's go do this and she's just like oh haha no i'm just fucking around it's my boyfriend but thank you so much i've never had someone be like get the fuck away from me hmm. they're never like that <laughs> like if you see a girl who looks like she's in distress Go grab her and be like, hey, I, our, our reservation's ready. Let's go, girl. And get her out of that situation. 
if you see someone who looks like she's getting drugged or something like she's drugged and she's getting like coerced intervene man people who still other people are chicken shit mm-hmm. and if we get together as a society and start saying hey no <laughs> like our women are important our women are life force our women are our mothers our sisters you know our children like you know and also like these little conversations i'm having with like alex and stuff where i'm like dude don't be like that mm-hmm. you know i think it's important just to have fucking conversations <laughs> and open dialogue and you know i had a conversation with alex today about fucking andrew tate because he was like do you like andrew tate and i was like no and we kind of got into it he's eight so we couldn't get like too heavy into it right but i was like anybody who has to treat people like shit to make themselves feel cool you should avoid at all costs and that goes across the board i don't care what gender like yep period period What do you think? I think doing what we're doing, talking about it, like you said, keeping an open dialogue. I love women that look out for each other because this is what um, our friend in advocacy, she sent over a... She says, I'm also sending you a poem that I thought was so appropriate for the conversation. The artist is Millie St. Waters. Women, oh, I'm gonna fuck it up. Women, <laughs> <laughs> women meeting in grade school, women keeping the bracelets, women drawing blood to form the bond, women going together, women walking each other, women sleeping with knives inside their palms, women speaking in gestures. Women feeding her children. Women collapsing into one another's arms. They do not know. We have become an army for each other in the shadows. They have drawn. I like it. Yeah, I think what I was trying to say is like, we this is how we help is being there for each other mm-hmm. and like saying what you say like I know that your friendship is probably not going anywhere with that person unless they reach back out to you but the fact that you said something is the important part you have to be able to stand up for your friends when you think they're not okay and like you said if they're good they're like okay we're good but at least you know you've you've told them hey somebody from an outside perspective is seeing something alarming about what's mm-hmm. going on here yeah i think from someone i uh, yeah uh just you know as i got yeah i'm with you but i think as i've gotten older too just as a thought on women um you know i've talked in detail about how as i was growing up i didn't have any we uh women women <laughs> that's how we're gonna start saying it. <laughs> so uh, sorry 
I didn't have any uh, women role models because we kind of lived in this culture where there weren't any, right? And so the older I got and the more I kind of expanded and like branched out, the more I got more women in my life that I was like, fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. And the more I learned, like for example, the reason why lesbian is first in the LGBTQ thing is because of all the blood they donated and how they held the gay men, how they died of AIDS in the eighties. And when they gave, when they started that, the gays, the gay men were like, let's give the lesbians the first L because they helped us so much. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to see how women have been on every battlefield, you know, nursing wounds, um, burying the dead, you know, like helping the dead, you know, like, They've been there. We've been there f- for th- through thick and thin behind every great man as a woman. You know, mm-hmm. we are there not asking for credit. We're just there because we need to be. And there's something very elegant in our lack of ego. And I don't necessarily want us to start getting egotistical because there's something very ugly about that. But we need to start being recognized for the grace, the humility, the education, the comfort that we bring into this world. Because without a woman's touch, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this, this world would be cold and ugly. And we need to start treating women with the warmth and creativity that we give. Yeah. Yeah. There was a study done that was like verified that women show more empathy than their male counterparts. And just well, I think, was I, like, think, I think that plays into toxic masculinity as well. Absolutely. Though. Yeah. Cause like, as a community, like you said, like the women are important to teach that. And so like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about you, but I didn't really learn any empathy from my mom. You know what I mean? Like she was a hurt person. So it would be, it would do well to help foster a community where women were safer so that like, emotionally all of us could like be better i felt my mom the only empathy that she taught me was for her and Mm -hmm. um because she's a narcissist and women were competition all women were competition (laughs) and i thought that was really stupid like i learned from a very early age that was fucking stupid and but i just was like women are just because my mom was the way she was i was just like i'm just gonna stay away (laughs) from women and just hang with the boys which was fine. It was good enough, but like, I definitely missed out on some things. Yeah. You know, luckily I had an older sister who was kind of girly that was I hung with, but like, for the most part, I was just hanging with the boys. And then, you know, as I when I left and went to Arizona, I started hanging with the girls. But I definitely missed some things, and it's definitely because she was hurt and so center focused, and thinking everyone was just like looking at her and hating on her that she was just too self-involved to like 
enjoy see all the colors of the world you know yeah so i think it's our it's our job (laughs) as aunts and mothers and sisters to show people you know whether it's your brother or your kid or your niece or nephew or the fucking guy at the salad bar (laughs) (laughs) uh i guess that kindness which is a pain in the ass because we're always doing the work but we gotta we gotta do our we gotta we gotta focus our work in a different a different way yeah because we're always doing the work anyways (laughs) you know we're already working we might as well do good i don't know i feel yes i appreciate when my friends feel comfortable enough to like talk to me about their experiences within their marriages and like just le- just normalizing those conversations of like this is where I'm not happy or this is you know I'm just keeping an open dialogue with my gal pals I mean the internet has really helped with like I mean my mom used to write letters back and forth to her friends like uh-huh. so normal. yeah I think so they still like, do. <laughs> yeah it is that's an incredible way to connect but like the ability to just reach across the internet and say hey I'm not having a great time right now. This is like what's going on with my mm-hmm. marriage or family or whatnot. And it's like, I'm, I hope that we are all there for each other a little bit more. Well, and I think that's a good point too. When you have these open relationships with your friends and then suddenly the information starts, co- stops coming in. That's, that's a red flag. Yeah. So if your friend kind of stops telling you, and you kind of had your suspicions of abusive behavior, that could be that it escalated. Yeah. Because with my friend, I feel like she kind of stopped telling me her annoyances when it started to get to be too much because she knew I'd be like, the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah. And I can see that too. But But like it is, it is a hard line because I've, just been trying to be cool about it and then it gets to a point where it's like okay there's kids involved i can't sit by anymore yeah i have a thing where i'm just like uh you know what i actually need space to work on my own self right now and like i'm sorry i can't be there for you so there are those moments where i'm just like Uh i can't be that person so i don't know yeah there's no good answer there's no right answer right i think it's just kind of like If it, uh, if it could, if it weighs on you after like 24 hours, if it weighs on you after like 24 hours, give it some thought. And if if you're still thinking about it after 72, do an action, make some actions. You know what I mean? Because there have been things in this past four months that I've just been like, they've just been weighing the fuck on me and I acted and I don't really regret it. So you know we'll see i mean the right thing isn't always the easy thing it rarely is so i don't know maybe i will regret this but whatever i don't think so yeah i think you acted so and ultimately (sighs) what are you supposed to do sit there and let your friend get abused like what are you supposed to do 
what are you what are you supposed to do? Like that's what we got to do. We got to start being a community again. We can't keep looking away. Like and I'm not saying we need to get involved with every little thing, but there needs to be more of a And with this friend, I have tried talking to the spouse and being like, "Yo dude, what's going on? How can I help you?" So I'm kind of at my last resort. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's just, I've definitely tried a lot of avenues. So it's just, you know, being there and being open and like, we just all need to work hard on that. So I feel I'm rambling at this point. (laughs) Well, it's because we want so badly to come up with the right answer because we want an easy fix to like all of this, but... Yeah, I want an answer that doesn't make me want to pull my freaking eyelashes out. Yes, I want I want a set <laughs> thing that I can just do my next homework assignment, and that's what we're going to do, but there is no such thing. Nah. All right, well, what else you got? Is that it? How do you feel about this conversation? I think it's a good starting point. I want to... I do definitely want to change the tone of this pod and just start... Instead of complaining about the things we don't like, just start changing the conversation to the things that, to how we want to hear it. You know what I mean? Um, I do in the fact that I want, I want more voices on this podcast. I want to like talk to real people that are going through things instead of like making commentary on it. So that's why I wanted our friend to come on the podcast with us. Um, but you know, it's a sensitive topic and. They are involved in a lot of things. Well, and so. it's, it's crazy. I feel like Utah's only now kind of starting to open up and get more sophisticated with this stuff. Like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how much shit goes on in super religious conservative um, mm-hmm. places. Like, we want to hear. We want to hear those conversations. So. We're so if anybody wants guys. to, please apply. <laughs> We're going anonymous. You know what? Right. Anonymous also takes care of like the narcissistic tendencies of people to just be like, I want it for the fame or whatever. Like I'm not, we're not, we're leaving this out, but like your mom wanting to be on the podcast definitely is just like, that takes care of the issue. Uh, you think if my mom wasn't on this podcast, even if we gave her a temple name, we people wouldn't know immediately as we scream at each other. <laughs> we probably wouldn't even scream at each other. We'd just be like, she'd just be like, I'm just, I did the best I can, okay? Okay? And I'd be like, okay. Okay, great. Well, it wasn't good enough. <laughs> I think people would be truly shocked to watch us interact because I get, like, snarky as fuck. She drives me crazy. Like, way more snarky than you've ever seen me in your life. You're, if you can believe you, it. Your mom's not coming on the podcast, and neither is mine, okay? Well, I mean, not this season. No. If my mom's... I told her, I said, if you go to ther- if you start going to therapy for real, for real, and get medicated, we'll talk. But she'll never do that, so it's never going to happen. <laughs> Watch season 10, she'll be like... What's up, bitches? I'm Anonymous Mom. <laughs> I invented the scrunchie. <laughs> it's called a cutie, damn it. <laughs> I was wearing one that I made the other day, and Lexi, Lisa's kid, goes, 
who made that? And I'm like, sub loser. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I was like, I hate you. <laughs> She's so funny and beautiful. I'm like, you weird ass. <laughs> I love all the kids in my life, honestly. Like, I'm glad that I'm glad that everyone's for the most part, a lot of people are doing great. <laughs> and I feel like the ones that are in bad situations, I feel like I don't have bad friends. I feel like my friends are in, some of my friends are in bad situations. And I truly believe they'll come out on top. I just hope it's not too late for the kids that have been affected. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my thing. I just feel like abuse happens quickly and then it takes a long ass time to unpack so that's where i'm at that's where we're at (laughs) all right we say these things in the name of jesus christ is this the place podcast is written recorded and edited at titan tower studios our theme song is by bobby and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. We'd be eternally grateful if you'd share the show with your friends and check out our community at patreon.com slash is this the place? Because even if this isn't the place, you are still the people making this possible. Thank you.